you tonight, Jesus. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Say something to us. Say something to us and we will praise you. We will glorify you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. I want to speak to you from the message that God has put in my heart. It has been pressing me since I left the building today. It's been in my heart. And uh, I want to get your undivided attention. Um, this message that God has given me is somewhat of a statement. You better pray that God doesn't lose interest in you. Pray that God doesn't lose interest in you. We are living in a very difficult time and the times that we're living in it almost causes for relationships to be reevaluated because relationships have become complicated. <laughs> it's almost as if women today and men alike, but more so women, like the entertainment or activity of being pursued. Some play hard to get, some are hard to get, some don't have nothing going for them, but they're uninterested in the person that has something. And they bring the same mentality into God. They bring the same mindset into God that they want to be chased by God. He calls them, he touches them, tries to get them to the altar, try to get them to respond, try to get them to seek him, and they don't want him. And I don't think that you look at it and, and you look at the Bible all through the Bible, you know, they have this thing that they call a simp and an alpha male and a simp. I'll talk about that a little bit. But all through the Bible, it looks like God is running behind people and chasing people and trying to get people to love him and falling behind him, just running and running and running and running and running. You got to run them down for prayer meeting, run them down for Bible study, run them down to seek God. But God can get to a time and God can get to a place that he says, look, I have ran you down enough. You have turned me down enough. Forget you. I'm no longer interested. Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon, in his expression, as a lover boy, a playboy, speaks and he uses his relationship with women to relate his relationship with God. 
It says in Proverbs chapter 1 and 24, the Lord was speaking to me last night and today. I spent yesterday at Tampa at the hospital with Sister Shaloa. I'm planning on going again tonight and then I went to see Mother Betty. I missed her today, but he's been speaking to me even to the point I was here today and I just felt the need to leave and go and hear what he was saying. In Proverbs 1 and 24, he says, because I've called you and you refused. I called you and you didn't answer. And not only did I call you, but I stretched out my hand while I was calling. And I said, hey, come here. Come, brothers, come, sister, come. I was calling you and stretching at my hand, and no man regarded, but have said at not all of my counsel and would not none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamities. I will mock you when your fear cometh, and when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call me, or call upon me, and I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they have hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So God says, I started out pursuing you. I started out telling you to come to Bible study and pray and seek me and give yourself to me, and you ignored me. Now I'm going to change it because I'm no longer interested in you. Now you're going to call me and I don't want nothing to do with you because you have pushed me to the limit (laughs) and I will not be embarrassed any longer by pursuing you and you don't want salvation. That's a dangerous place to be. God expresses this sentiment to Israel, the nation that he loved that kept rejecting him. He expresses that and it looked like they couldn't get it. So he told the prophet, I want you to go and I want you to marry a woman that don't want you. I want you to go and get a harlot and marry her. And then I want to show them through your marriage to this harlot how they're treating me. And in Hosea chapter 4 and 1, and when you think about it, you have to look at what goes into pastoring, what goes into leadership. And the many times that you call people for prayer and they don't want to go to prayer. Many times you call people and tell them to read the Bible. The many times you say there's Bible study, I'm not interested, I don't want to come. You're rejecting him. He has something to say, but I don't want to listen. He's opened the door to pray, but I don't want to speak to him. When you look at how you have to almost beg and beg and prowl and prowl and prowl and prowl for church folk to have a relationship with God, this is dangerous behavior. Hosea 4 and 1 says, Hear the word, O 
the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the habitation of the land because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out. Blood touches blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beast of the field and shall the fowls of heaven, yea, the fish of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive nor reprove another. For the people are as they that strive with the priest. He said, you know what? These people are the people that fight with the preacher. They strive with him. The preacher is trying to get them to come to God and they're fighting with him. I don't want no prayer. I don't want nobody. We got another revival. We got another meeting. He said, there are those that strive with the priest. They're going back and forth with him. Priests say come to God. No. Priests say read your Bible. No. Priests say get the. I don't. They said they're, they're, they're striving with the priests. They're fighting with the preacher. He says, therefore shall they fall in the day, and the prophet shall fall with thee at night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. They don't want the priests. Now they're getting destroyed because they don't have no knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. I'm going to reject you. That there should be no priest to me. You won't be no priest. I won't have none. I get rid of all the priests. Won't nobody bother you. Won't nobody tell you to seek the Lord. Won't nobody tell you to pray. I'll leave you alone that you do yourself. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thy children. I'm going to forget you and your children. I don't want him to forget about me. And they were increased so that they sin against me, therefore will I change their glory into shame. And verse 9 is what I want you to see. And there shall be like people, like priests. What do you mean? Like people, like priests. All right. You were striving with me and didn't want me? I'm going to do the priests the same way. Don't preach to them. Leave them alone. Let them go do what they want to do. If people didn't want me, so priests, leave them alone. Don't try to get them to me no more. Let them go their way. You know, there is a danger in God backing away from you. There's a danger in God saying, I don't want to have nothing to do with him or her. And I don't want to ever get to that dangerous point. Can somebody say hallelujah? God got that way with Israel because in 1 Samuel chapter 8, and I want to talk about rejecting God, rejecting him. 1 Samuel chapter 8, and it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of the firstborn was Joel, and the name of the second was Abai, and, and the judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in the ways, but turned aside after 50 lucre, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Everybody with me? Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together to Samuel and came to Samuel to Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thy son, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in the ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all other nations. But the thing displeased Samuel. And when they said, Give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed unto the Lord. They said, we Give us a king. In verse 7, and the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they have said unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. 
They don't want me. They have rejected me. And Samuel thought, maybe they don't get it and don't understand it that they're rejecting God. So I'm going to go and explain to them that they were rejecting God. Uh, verse 8, it says, And according to all the words which thou have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even unto this day wherewith they have forsaken me and serve other God, so do they also unto thee. He said, look here, I want you to see something. I have dealt with you, rejected me since the time you came out of Egypt. I brought you out. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and I've always had a problem with you accepting me as God. Always have a problem with you rejecting me. All that I've done. And you know, all that God has done for some of us, we still reject him and push him away. Treat him like we don't want him. Won't seek his face, won't pray, won't seek his counsel, won't read the Bible, won't establish a relationship with him. He said, they've been rejecting me from day one. Now therefore hearken unto their voice, how be it, yet protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of king that they shall reign over. He said, now hearken to them, give them what they want, but let them know they don't know how bad they're getting ready to have it. They don't know what's been to come. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of a king. And he said, this shall be the man of the king that they shall reign over you. He shall take your sons, appoint them to uh, 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 himself for chariots and to his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. He give them all of these things that's going to happen. And in verse 19, after God telling them how bad they're going to have it, how rough they're going to have it. And 19, nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel and said, nay, but we will have a king over us. God is clearly saying, listen, if you select somebody else over you, he's going to mistreat you. He's going to do you wrong. Now, what have I done to you but brought you out of Egypt and brought you out of the land of bondage? And you telling me you don't want me as your master and God? Guess the ignorant attitude that people have today that don't want to be saved, that don't want God. What has God did to you that you don't want him? What has he did to you but give you life, health, strength, giving you blessings that you don't even deserve and yet you don't want him? Who would not want God? But that's the mindset that people have today. We live in a world that people love abuse. They will turn down a good man to get a thug that will beat them upside the head. I want a man with a little thug in him. You idiot. It don't take, a, it don't take but a little bit to bust your brain out. This is their mindset. And it is the same thing with God. We, we transfer these mindsets to him. We use the one that take care of you. He blesses you, does good for you, and you use him. Heal your body and can't get you to come 
and spend time with him. But the television that put all that evil influence and got you all messed up and living like an idiot, you lick at that and give that hours and hours for the Savior. You don't give him nothing. The white America has abused black people for years for their labor. And we get up and go to those jobs like they're gods and work ourselves to death and can't even pray an hour. You love your abuser, but you can't give the one that gave you life an hour of your time. You will go to school and pick up the social studies book and the books to read about a country that raped your mama and everything else and you'll find out about George Washington and Abraham Lincoln but won't pick up your Bible to find out about Abraham in the scriptures because you love the wrong person. You're rejecting God but accepting secular education. Rejecting God but accepting entertainment but you reject him. That's a dangerous position. The time will come, he will tell you, you're going to call me. I don't want you no more because I have pursued you long enough. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. He told Israel in Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed for he shall grow up as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form or comeliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected. He is rejected. A man acquainted with sorrow and grief. And he came for us and we hid our face for him. We hid as if it was our face from him. What is Isaiah talking about? You ever have somebody that like you, you don't like them, and they show you, you see them, and you want to hide? I don't want him to see me. If he see me, he may start speaking to me. God said we hid our faces from him. You go in the Bible, say, no, no, don't answer that. We got prayer meeting. No, 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 don't answer that. That may be one of them asking me, am I coming tonight? Hiding your face from him? Messed up mentality. There is a resistance that you can put up against the Holy Ghost. When you're sitting in the powerful service of God and God is touching you and you're rejecting and pulling back. That's the resisting of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 7, Stephen told him in Acts 7 and 51, it says, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised, uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye always resist the Holy Ghost. Be careful that you don't resist it. When God is moving and God is touching, you're pulling back from the presence of God. Pulling back from the glory of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say, Lord, I love you. I want to love you. And not only does Jesus say this, but 
he tells Joel, he said, I'm not just asking for Israel. I'm pleading. I'm pleading. That's a beg. I will also gather all nations and I will bring them down into the uh, valley of Jehoshaphat and I will plead with them there for my people. I'm going to plead. You know what it means to plead? Come on, please, Israel. I want you. God, please and please. It was so bad in Hosea, in the book of Hosea, until God in the book of Hosea, Hosea's wife, Goma, had left him and didn't want him. And he's trying to get that response until Hosea told his son, go tell your mama to come home. Hosea 2 and 1, 2 and 1, say ye, uh, uh, Hosea 2 and 1, say ye unto your brethren, Amma, and to your sister, Rahama. I want you to get the children. Tell your brother, Amma, and tell your sister, Rahash, uh, Rahama, plead with your mother, plead for her. She is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her, uh, therefore, put away her whoredom out of my sight. She's begging the children, go tell your mama to stop it. Stop rejecting me. You're home and the children said, mama, let's go to church. I don't want to go. Mama, can we go to church this morning? God is working on their hearts. It's a dangerous thing to reject him. God was so in love with the nation of Israel and seemed not to be able to let them go until he went over the city one day and just cried like a baby. This is God in the flesh. Cried like a baby. And calling a name out, Luke 19 and 37. And when he was come nigh, hallelujah, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for almighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed are the king that cometh in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said, I tell thee, if these would hold their peace, the stone would immediately cry out. And when he was come nigh, he beheld the city and wept over it. He went over and looked at the city and started crying, saying, If thou hadst known even thou at, in this day, the things that belongeth unto thy peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in every one, every side. He said, he looked over there and said, and cried and said, if you only knew, hallelujah, what I had for you and the love I had for you and what I would have done for you if you only knew. But he said, now that you rejected me, you'll never see him. You will never see what I got for you. You're going to miss it. Because I tried to give it to you and you didn't want it. 
I don't want to miss what God got for me. God can have some things for you that's in store, but you miss them. Hallelujah, because you push him back. Somebody say hallelujah. God is not hard up for you. You don't have nothing going for yourself that God wants you so bad, but flesh. You're nothing but a, a dirt bag that's got some air in it and a, and a lung that don't even work on its own. It takes him to do it. And you're going to act like you don't want him and you don't even own your own life. Don't own the clothes that's on your back. The weave that's on your head come from something that he made. You don't possess nothing in here. You are a vagabond with nothing. You don't own nothing. You came here butt naked and gonna leave here butt naked and gonna act like you gonna be something to God. You gonna toot your nose up at him. You don't want him and you ain't got nothing. None of us. Glory to God. I said none of us. Even you that think you got some name brand stuff. It ain't yours. Praise the Lord. You don't possess nothing. The house that you live in, it was made out of the sand that he created. And the water that's holding it together, he put it there. And when you walk out the door, the breath that you're breathing, the sky, the birds, everything belongs to God. You don't own nothing and you're going to act proud and sophisticated like you can't praise him. And come in his house and won't even say thank you. Fix the food that came from something he made and won't even bless it. Hallelujah. Who do you think you are? Glory to God. Don't you reject him? Somebody in here ought to say thank you, Jesus. God does not have to turn you in, over to the devil. You are so wicked yourself, he'll turn you over to yourself. You can do enough harm to yourself that the devil ain't got to do nothing but sit back. Because all of us are evil and no good. Ain't nothing good in your own flesh. Look at you. You mess your own self up without the devil. All God got to do is step back. And even with you acting foolish, God still is protecting you and keeping you from stuff and got his hands on you. Don't you dare reject him. God don't need us. We need him. Somebody say hallelujah. In him we live, we move, and have our being. Somebody around here ought to say thank you. And I got to beg you to call him. Beg you to pray, beg you to praise, and beg you to say hallelujah. And then you act like you got a problem with that. God said, don't play with me. Don't you play with me. I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. You're not even my type. You're fleshly. 
I'm spiritual. I'm doing you a favor. I don't like flesh. Flesh don't even glory in my presence. And you walk around here because you got some new hands, some new shoes. Thank you all that. He said, you ain't even my type. Holiness is beautiful to me. You worship me in the beauty of holiness. I don't, I'm not attracted to those cars and houses. I just, I just happen to like you. Now don't you act like you all that because I don't have no interest in flesh, but I saw something in you that I liked. And you need to stop acting like you're Rachel because you're Leah. I didn't want Leah. She was snuck in my bedroom at night. Hallelujah. You were messed up in sin. Bow. I came and got you out of your dirty stuff and say I love you. And you're going to sit here. I got you out of prisoner. Who wants a prisoner? I got you out. You ain't saying nothing. I brought you out of a dope house. Who wants a dope addict? And now that I done cleaned you up and fixed you up, you're going to walk around here because you got a three-piece suit and act like you can't praise me. You better get off your high horse and say thank you. Somebody said thank you. I'm not begging you no more. I'm not running behind you no more. Not when I got a rock head down the street that said, God, please, if you take this dope out of my mouth. Not when I got a woman that's down here right on 37th Street selling her body and said, God, if you take this habit and I'm going to come in my house where I done delivered you and you going to act like you can't praise me and all these folk out there that wish they could get from these addictions and wish they can get out of it, I don't need you. I'll go fix me up another rock here. If I fix you up, I can fix up another one. Keep me waiting too long. Don't keep me chasing you. Hallelujah. Israel thought they had a monopoly on God. And God told Paul to tell him. I don't want them no more. They beat Paul and came and got all this havoc in the tabernacle. And God said in Acts 13, 46, then Paul and Barnabas wife Bolin said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. God said, it was necessary that I came to you first. But now that you don't want it, I'm going to the Gentiles. Let me tell you something. When you reject God, he only stays there a while. Because he said, now sweep the dust off your feet. Clean your feet and go next door. You go to a house and they don't receive you. You go and preach and they reject it. Matthew 10 and 14, and whatsoever and whosoever you shall receive shall receive you, uh, whosoever shall not receive you, 
nor hear you, your words, when ye depart out of the house or city, shake off the dust off your feet. Shake your feet off. And go to the next town. But he said, Bella, I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Solomon go Gomorrah than the day and the day of judgment than that city. Said they're gonna have it worse than Solomon Gomorrah. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Tell him, Lord, don't stop chasing me. And I'm not gonna run no more. Lift your hands up, everybody in the building. Lift them up. Thank him for his interest in you. Everybody in the building. God, I'm, I don't want you to have to beg me for prayer. I don't want you to have to beg me to read your Bible. I've been going over, over and over, months and months since I've been pastoring so many of you. Read your Bible. Pray, pray. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Fast, fast, fast. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lord Jesus. God, I don't want to wait too long. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up to him. Everybody in the building. I don't want to, I don't want to wait too long. God gives us, this scripture never hit me like it did today. Revelations chapter 3, the Lord says to the church of Laodicea, it hit me, it hit me. He said, behold, in 3 and 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door, I will come unto him and sup with him and he with me. This scripture hit me. Because it says, behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. Wait. If any man hear my voice, he's talking to the people in the inside. He's knocking on a door that he knows people are there and he's saying to them, hey, I'm at the door knocking. Can anybody hear me? If y'all can hear me, open up. That's the analogy that he's giving to this last day church. I'm outside banging. I know you're in there because I just saw you come. If anybody can hear me, can you open up and let me in? You better open the door before he walk away. He's not going to keep knocking. But he said, I'm knocking. I'm banging. Can anybody hear me? How many times have God knocked on your door? Knocked in fasting and prayer meeting. Knocked for relationship. And you heard him and ignored him. He said, if you hear me, can you hear God talking to you? Can you hear God chastening you? Can you hear God speaking to you? Can you hear God saying, I want more from you? Can you hear God saying, I want a deeper relationship? Can you hear God saying, I want you to seek me? I want you to get closer to me. I want you to give me more of you. Can you hear him in the preaching? Can you hear him in the service? Can you hear him saying, come, I want a better relationship. I want more. Are you ignoring him? 
Are you open to that? Are you opening the door and said, come on, Lord, let's get deeper. Come on, Lord, I want to know you better. I want to have a better relationship. Or are you ignoring the call of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, that strive and pull that you feel when I'm preaching, that pulls you to the altar, one day you won't feel that no more. That cry that comes when I'm preaching that breaks you to tears and you say, oh God, I one day you won't feel that no more. He's walked away. And so now that, that used to pull you to pray, you don't care. The message used to hit you and the message hit you and you say, oh God, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't prayed like I did. Oh God, I want to pray more. I want to seek you more. Well, that no longer exists because there's a strive that God has with us spiritually. Before God destroyed the city in the book of Genesis chapter 6, he said, my spirit will no longer strive with man for his flesh. I'm tired of pulling him and pushing him and pulling him. All right, I'll just leave him alone. There is something about the word of God that still convicts my heart. There's something about the word of God when I hear it it still breaks me into tears. There's something about the message tonight that I hear, and even before you get through, it's bothering me. It's, it's moving on me. It's, 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 it's got my attention. I feel this. But when God leaves you, that no longer exists. So you can hear convicting messages calling you to God, and you said no, because he's no longer interested. I thank God I can still feel him. My God, lift your hands up. I can still consciously feel you tonight in this message. I can feel you convicting me. I can feel you. I can feel you, Jesus. Don't take your hands off of me. I still thank you for my salvation. One man in the Bible that God went to hate, Esau. He hated Esau. Why did he hate him? Hebrews 12 and 15, I'm getting out of your way, looking diligently, lest any of you should fail from the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. <clears throat> lest there be any fun occasion, a profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat, sold his birthrights. But you know how that afterwards he, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected for he found no place of repentance though he sought it with tears. What happened to him? Esau despised his birthrights. There are many people that are saved that no longer like being saved. They uh, even apostolic people who are against the apostolic church. Ah, I don't like that apostolic stuff. That's your birthright. You were baptized in Jesus' name, apostolic. And when you start speaking against what you got saved under, you are despising your birthrights. Somebody say hallelujah. You wasn't born Hallelujah, a non-denomination. 
You wasn't born a Baptist or a Presbyterian. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You got this birth from the apostolic doctrine. Don't despise that. There is a lot of things that go on in the apostolic church and there's a lot of things that happen, but I don't despise my birthright. I'm glad that I am an apostolic person who has been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That's my birthright. And yes, I got some brothers that are mean and wicked. Hallelujah. But I know who my daddy is. And you can't dare get me to walk out here and talk about the apostolic church. No sorry. It's some people in here that have gotten on my nerve, that have aggravated me. But this is the truth. This is the truth. So help me God. Y'all ain't said nothing. Hallelujah. If I don't like it, it's still the truth. If you don't like it, it's still the truth. And I'm not going to badmouth my birthright. That's where I got this thing from. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. And all these folk that are taking the sign down. I'm not apostolic now. I'm, I'm non-denomination. I'm this, I'm that. You better pick your birthright back up. Somebody say hallelujah. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. This thing is right. I don't care who don't like it. It's the truth, so help me God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody in this church ought to praise God for the truth. Don't you sit right here tonight and I pray that you ought to praise God for the truth. You ought to thank God for the truth. And thank God that God came your way. You are selected by the King of kings and the Lord of Lords. You have been given an invitation by the Lord himself. You just think that you came on your own. God selected you. He came looking for you. You were supposed to die a Baptist. Your mama was a Baptist. Your daddy was a Baptist. But somehow this gospel got to you. Don't you think that you're all that God saw you God converted you and yet I look in the church and see folk hallelujah who were in prison and see folk who were lost and see folk that didn't even know who God was and see folk that had no business sitting in here my God don't you know God took you from the gutter and made you sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and you gonna sit down here like you don't like him like you can't praise him but if somebody got you a ticket to the foot ball game and that you couldn't afford and let you in you would know how to act like in there if somebody got you into a movie or theater that you didn't have a ticket to get in you didn't have no ticket to go to heaven you didn't have no right to go to heaven but Jesus came on Calvary and paid for a ticket to get you out of hell and get you in the kingdom of God and you ain't gonna say nothing you ain't gonna do nothing you ain't gonna say thank you Glory to God. Can somebody say hallelujah? Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Somebody ought to give God a praise. Woo! Somebody ought to say thank you. My God, somebody ought to say thank you. And sometimes we stay in the church too long. Hallelujah, that we forget 
Hallelujah. Who God is. We forget who's following after you. Hallelujah. You forget who's pursuing you. Whew. Glory to God. You forget who's really pursuing you. This is God pursuing you. Not just anybody. This is the creator of the world. Everything that exists, he made it. And he won't little old bitty. And he won't little old bitty you. You mean to tell me God has keyed in out of all his creation and looked at you, Sister Pope, and say, give her the Holy Ghost. He has a personal liking to you. Ooh, God Almighty. Seven billion people in the world and little old me, he gonna give me the Holy Ghost? Me? And call me out of darkness? Oh, Shantala Mahasa. This ain't the president. Hallelujah. This ain't some movie star. This is God that spoke and said let there be light and there was light and yet he's in heaven saying Bobby Davis who is that God Bobby Davis we never heard of that Bobby Davis that's that boy I saved over there Bobby Davis my name is written everybody name ain't in the book God's got a book and the whole world can't fit in the book and in God's book hallelujah this is God who got all this other business to take care billions and zillions and quadrillions of birds and bees and monkeys and goats he's controlling tornadoes over here and tsunamis over here and earthquakes over here. And yet in his book, little old Clayton Coward is in his book. And they said, now, if you don't praise me, I can blot it out. You don't want to be there? I can blot it out. But I tell him, look here. Don't block me out. David said to him when he messed up, he said, hey, whatever you do, don't take your spirit. You mean you're not concerned about being king? No. Just don't take your spirit. Why? Because I want that relationship with you. Don't take my dance. Glory to God. Don't take my harp. Hallelujah. Because I want to praise you. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. The old folk used to say when he calls me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere listening. Oh, glory to God. 
for my name. Glory to God. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. And this is why when we come to church, we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord is not just a yes, but yes, Lord is a yes, Lord. This is one you don't have to run behind. This is what, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, here am I. Because I don't want you to walk away. I don't want you to walk away. I don't want you to leave me. And I need somebody here tonight to say to the Lord, Lord, don't leave me. I need one, somebody that's saying to God, I know what happens when you back away. I know what happens to a man once your spirit is on him and your spirit leaves. And David said, God, don't take your spirit. Because I saw what happened to my father-in-law. He was a bright, educated king. But when you took your spirit away from him, he became a demon-possessed man. And he could not function in his responsibilities. Somebody say hallelujah. God is a jealous God. I said he's jealous. Did you hear what I say? He's jealous when he pursues you and then you pursuing something else. You will pursue your education. Hallelujah. You will pursue your jobs. You will pursue your goals, but you won't pursue me. And I'm running behind you and you're running from me. But I need somebody that will cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, here am I. Somebody say, hallelujah. Somebody will tell God, I ain't running no more. I've had enough of doing things my way. Jesus, but your will be done. Can you say hallelujah? I need somebody that can hear God talking to you. Because it's possible to get out of the God zone. Amen. When I was younger, my mother would let me play out the door, but she made different demographics that I couldn't go beyond a certain point. You have to stay here and stay here because I want you in the vicinity of my voice so that when I call you, you're still in a vicinity that you can hear the voice. And I want you to know you better not travel so far that you get out of the vicinity of God's voice. Because you can get so far that God is calling you and you can't hear him. Somebody say hallelujah. You can get so far, hallelujah, that the power of God says let her go and do her own thing. Or let him go and do his own thing. But I'm so glad that there is a God, hallelujah, that still has a hold of my conscience. And every now and then, I cry out to God and say, yes, hallelujah. And you know it's good when you can have a yes that goes beyond your mouth and goes beyond your flesh. Because sometimes my flesh is struggling with the will of God, but down in my soul cries, holy. Can somebody say hallelujah? Down in my soul I can say to God I don't have it together but something in me just won't turn loose of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? 
Let me tell you, there's a place that you get with God that yes, all your saved life, you're struggling and battling and fighting, but you're fighting. Amen. You failed, but you're fighting. Amen. You went into things that you shouldn't, but you're fighting. But there comes a time that a person just surrenders and said, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to do it. How God don't never let me get to the point that I just say, God, I'm turning loose. Hallelujah. Because I don't want you to turn loose. Somebody ought to crowd to God with your whole heart and say to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to wait another day. I don't want to wait another second. I don't want to wait another minute. Why are you knocking on my door? Why conscience is still bothering me? While I'm still able to cry, while I'm still able to say yes, my soul say yes. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah amen somebody ought to praise him look at that person next to you and say don't run anymore don't go any further don't reject him anymore say to the Lord yes whatever God wants you to do don't you reject him anymore say yes to the Lord can you give him a praise and say hallelujah say hallelujah say hallelujah grab somebody by the hand and tell them I need him more than he needs me I need his guidance I need his wisdom I need him for more than light bread and potatoes and food and beans and cars and houses I need him because I don't know how to keep my own self I need him because I ain't got good sense I need him because I don't have good judgment I need him because I don't know how to walk in the dark I need him because there's a crazy side of me I need God more than ever and God if you walk out of my life I don't know what I would be somebody say hallelujah can you give God a praise and say hallelujah can you say hallelujah can you give God praises and say thank you hallelujah some of you tonight don't understand what it means to have the presence of God in your life you don't know what it means to have a relationship with God in your life somebody say hallelujah that relationship doesn't mean that you're always good that relationship doesn't mean that you're always right but what it means that he's always is there and when you got a relationship with God he said I will never leave you nor will I forsake you somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah God chases us God runs behind us he's always been the pursuer even from the beginning in the garden when Adam sinned God should have been hiding from him because Adam was the one that was messed up but Adam was hiding from God and yet God comes looking Adam where are you he said my hand is not short that it can't save hallelujah it was God when Israel made a golden calf it was God that said I'll take you back it was God 
constantly over and over again you can't just look at God chasing you but you got to look at how bad you've been to him how many times you messed up how many times you mistreated him and yet God runs after you but you can only take so much God can only take so much he said his mercy he's long suffering he's suffered a long time with you he's suffered 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 asking us to get out of sin but yet he loves us and don't you look like here a sister and brother goody two-shoe you know that since you've been in church God has been patient with you he's been kind with you he's been patient with you if it ain't one thing it's another he fixed your attitude and then it's your flesh he fixed your flesh and then it's gossiping about somebody he fixed the gossip then you got an attitude and don't want to come to church he has been patient with you but yet you want to reject him and you're the one that's messed up you need to straighten up and say God you've been good to me yes hallelujah hallelujah we've got the mindset of Israel we got the mindset of Israel they took him he came with love he came with kindness he came healing the sick he came raising the dead he came opening blinded eyes he came walking on water he came feeding 5,000 he came with love and fact for God so loved the world that he came his only begotten son he came giving but what did they give him they took him the lover and beat him whipped him spit on him put him on the cross and while being beat while being abused while a crown is on his head while being spit on he reaches up in a bloody domestic violence situation with a husband beater you talk about wife beaters this is a husband beater beat him on the cross and he opens his mouth and say forgive them for they know not what they do and you're going to reject him after being beat and whipped put in the grave and you don't want him how can you dare not want somebody that have took so much off of you say yes to God get beat, whipped, spit on, and then get out the grave giving gifts. You done beat me, whipped me, and I'm out the grave talking about now meet me in Jerusalem. And I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you ain't going to love somebody like that. How can you reject that? Because we have a generation don't know how to accept love. Don't know how to receive love. Don't reject him. Don't reject him. And walk away. And wait too long. Sit right there and complain about him. Mummer about him. Not talk to him. Not pray. Not seek him. He started out 
Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. He tired of always have to be the one that seek. Looking for you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Which means there will come a time you can't find him. Tired of being the one say, you coming to prayer meeting? He wants you to be the one say, God, you coming to my house? Will you come be with me, Jesus? Will you come touch me, Jesus? Will you come be with me? Will you come, Jesus, will you come? Will you? Can we have a prayer meeting? Can we come to seek God? Can we come to feel his presence? Or should it always be? We got prayer at 6.30. Press your way. Come on out. Come on out, saints. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Or should there somebody? This thing is mutual. I don't want to be the one always running behind you. Somebody need to run behind him. And tonight as I end this altar call in this message if you're here and you know you haven't sought him the way you ought to seek him and run after him and chase after him and go after him I want you to get a change of heart and mind I want you to come to this altar with your hands up if you know God I want to I seek you Lord I need you Lord I don't want you to walk away from me I'm coming, Lord, full-heartedly. I hear the complaints of prayer and fasting and reading your Bible and seeking God. Here I am, God. All over this building. Come on, all over this building. Here I am, God. Let me seek you. I need the Holy Ghost. Nobody ought to have to come get me out of my seat to get a gift that he want me to have. You saying you want the Holy Ghost, people got to come get you to seek it. It's a gift. He done already provided. You ought to seek him for it. Come on, let's come a little closer. Some get on your knees. Just lift your hands. Whatever you need to do. Cry out to God. Here I am, God. Thank you for re not rejecting me my foolish behavior, my foolish attitude. Thank you for not rejecting me when I won't even pick up my Bible and pray. Here I am, Jesus. God, I give my time to work. I give my time to jobs. I give my time to this. I give my time to that. I give my time to study. I give my time to work. God, here I am. I'm sorry, Jesus. You won't have to beg me to pray in the mornings. You won't have to beg me to pray in the evenings. You won't have to beg me to seek you. Here I am, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've become distracted. Ah, my, 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 my.
cry to God. 